if you bought a bunch of things and you, they're in the plastic three years later, not the best investment. This is We Have Concerns. <laughs> Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Jeff, one of the one of the great jokes of all time, and by one of the great jokes of all time, I mean one of the jokes that just keeps getting used over and over. The goldfish that takes a lap around its own bowl and doesn't know where it is anymore. Fun gag, right? <laughs> sure. This is a fun gag. Every comic strip has done this gag. You wait, no, the, my understanding is the goldfish takes a lap and comes back and goes, the aristocrats. That's actually, that's, yes. In your, in your, in your more adult newspapers, <laughs> that is what happens. Um, but no, like this is, I mean, I can think of, there's at least a far side, probably a, mm. you know, a Garfield, a Heathcliff, fucking Finding yeah. Nemo. Goldfish have no memory. That's Gold- the thing. They're uh, simple creatures with no memory. They're simp. They're they are but dumbs here real, to real be dumbs. made fun of. Yeah, you know uh, what? The only gar- goldfish I ever had as a child uh, leapt to its own doom, attempting, I guess, to escape the uh, glass prison in which I had kept it. It knew. It either knew or it was, uh, as we mentioned, uh, a real dumb. You know? Yeah, I guess it could have been a real dumb. I mean, I think as a kid, that's what I thought is like. You were perfectly fine in the bowl. Why did you leap to your death? Not really thinking as a child, oh my God, maybe it preferred death to the life that I had given it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then it gets into the ethical, the ethical questions of goldfish euthanasia and <laughs> are we allowed to assist a goldfish? Yeah. When it, when it decides that about, the, about its life and its place in the world, the um, which is, is what this it- entire episode is about. <laughs> Get ready. Goldfish euthanasia. Uh, Uh, The good news is once it decides to kill itself, it could barely remember it made that decision. You know? Yeah, yeah. You put it back (laughs) in the bowl and it's just like, hey, new house. (laughs) Uh, But actually, we have some new evidence out of Oxford University, Jeff. Mm -hmm. That says. Goldfish. The fighting goldfish of Oxford University. Yeah. That said, we're tired of our mascot being so maligned. (laughs) We're going to do some research into this goldfish. And do you know what they found out, Jeff? What did they find out? Goldfish do have good memories. Well, look at that. And by, gold, and by goldfish have good memories, they don't mean long-lasting memories. They mean they just remember the good times. <laughs> they have real good memories. Real good memories. Like the flakes were put into the bowl. <laughs> You know, they went into the castle. They went out of the castle. What we all need to learn from goldfish is just hang on to those good memories. You know, hang what I mean? on to those good, good memories is what <laughs> we need to know about goldfish. No, but this is uh, we've we've just sort of like assumed this about goldfish, and so they were like, "Wait a minute, have we really done a lot of study on this?" And it's another one of those things where it's like they looked into it and they were like, "Nah, we haven't. We Wait actually haven't." Wait a minute. That that trope of yeah. of goldfish have dumb memory yeah. had to come from somewhere, right? Yeah. Like why wouldn't what where we just didn't just invent goldfish have dumb memory, elephant have great memory, let's just run with it. No, I mean listen, it comes from 
and we've talked about this before, for a very long time, we looked at animals and we gauged their intelligence based on human yardsticks of behavior, right? We decided like cows must be dumb because we keep trying to get cows to respond to this to, to this uh, thing that we're showing them or this, this stimulus and they don't want to. They're not doing it. They must be idiots. And it turns out cows just don't care about the same shit that we do. <laughs> They just don't care. Um, And so when they were looking at, I remember genuine study into the intelligence of fish really started around 2013, 2014, when they were like, how do we judge fish on a metric of fish instead of a metric of human? Right? Right. Like one of the reasons we studied elephants, chimpanzees, dolphins, things like that is because they did things that we recognized as human, as human-like behavior. They, ex- they express emotions in a way where we go, oh, you must right. be smart. Like we're smart. Right. Cause they're we've doing been given these, we've been given these fish, these standardized tests. Right. We got to stop, we got to stop giving these fish, these uh, written exams. You Look, know? The it's number like, of uh, fish the- that we've killed by shoving a number two pencil into their mouths. <laughs> and we're like, they're too dumb to even hold the pencil. Yeah. It stresses them out and they die. What a bunch of idiots. We said, <laughs> yeah. And we didn't even give them, it wasn't even the SATs. We were trying to give them the pre SATs. We were trying to gauge, we were just trying to gauge it. That's right. They have a terrible memory because clearly the, the, the paragraph explained about the two trains leaving the station at the same time. None of them, not a single fish filled in the correct answer. One fish answer. asked what a train was <laughs> and it surprised us so much that we killed it. We said, oh my God, demon fish. And we murdered <laughs> that fish. So is this on us? I would say maybe a little. Maybe. Maybe a little, but so we've been studying. The first thing we found out is that fish have a lot of social intelligence, more social intelligence than we thought. Uh, We knew that they travel in schools, but above and beyond that, we thought that was just like dumb safety behavior. But then we found out that they take a lot more social cues from each other than we thought. We found out that they uh, they stick with like sort of similar pods in similar schools. They don't they they don't, you know, kind of change it up, but they can. They can be nimble about that sort of stuff. And so we started finding out that fish are a little bit better than we thought at most things. Uh, so the Oxford University team here decided to train nine fish, the smartest fish they could find. How do you find smart fish? They didn't. They just picked nine fish. <laughs> no. There's no, they don't know. They don't know, man. Fish is, fish is dumb. Wait, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm part of the problem. You're the problem. I'm part of the problem. They They went with the prettiest fish, didn't they? They went with the the shiniest. They went with, you know, like the sexy fish from Pinocchio. (laughs) Yeah, with the big lips. Yeah, you know, Cleo, the big, the the sexy fish from Pinocchio. Uh That's what they went with. They were like, what fish, what fish looks like the best for smooching? (laughs) And they picked all nine. Why did that fish have a pretty face with makeup? I don't know, man. There's a lot of Pinocchio I don't understand. Do you know that they put the hot fish into the live action Pinocchio? Have no you way. Did they? The, the new one? The, the, the Tom, one Hanks? Tom Hanks? They're, the fish is hot. There's a sexy fish? The sexy fish is in the, is in the live action Pinocchio. Well, now I got to watch it. Well, now, like, gather around, kids. <laughs> they gotta, hey, talk about burying the lead. Put that in the trailer. Come on. I'm, I'm telling you. Start with a sexy fish winking at me. 
<laughs> and then go from there. Sex sells, baby. Um, yeah. So what we're saying here is uh, they picked nine fish and they wanted these fish to travel 70 centimeters. It's about two and a quarter feet and back. And they would receive a food reward at the end. They wanted to see if the fish could accurately estimate the distance after a certain amount of time and not just estimate the distance, but remember where they started from and where they're going to end. Okay. So yeah. this is basically, uh, they basically started, they used this really narrow tank that they put vertical stripes on because it's slimming for the fish. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also. It complements those lips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the vertical stripes basically are supposed to be, you know, measurement markers, distance markers. Mm -hmm. So, and what they did was they had the fish swim in a certain direction and then they would have an external cue, like a researcher waving at the fish to tell the fish, turn around, go back. Oh God, this sounds like the most frustrating, tedious study of all time. Like, Doesn't it? Okay. The fish but, are still not noticing you, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waving as hard as I can. The fish sees me. The fish sees me and yet... It's refusing to say hello. What did I do to this fish? The fish is saying hello to all the other researchers will not look at me when I wave. What yeah. did I do to this fish? That's a you problem, Harold. That's a you problem. Um, I had a, uh, I had a beta fish that, uh, that we named Brienne of Tarth. Okay. Which well, should that, tell that you exactly when. a very specific time period. Yeah, it'll tell you exactly when I had this fish. Uh, I had a fish named Brienne of Tarth. And I actually, within a period of a day, was able to train Brienne of Tarth to follow my finger around. She knew if she followed my finger around, she would get food. And the way did I did you, it, the way I did yeah, it is, ahead. you know, I would just, it was kind of like training a dog. I would move my finger to where I was about to drop food and then drop a fish flake there. Okay. Right. And so as I did that, the fish started going, oh, Wherever this finger goes, food shows up, right? Yeah. So I was able to make the fish do like fun little tricks and stuff like that by following my finger. And she also knew that uh, my hand near the tank meant food was probably coming. Uh, so I didn't run this study. I just tried to make fish saying. do something cool. <laughs> Did you did you publish this article, Anthony? Is that what we're getting to? Is that Look, Anthony's first published study is is uh, co-authored by Brienne of Tarth? <laughs> listen, the fish is named Brienne of Tarth. You can imagine when the grant money ran out. <laughs> yeah, right around yeah. season eight. Yeah. Um, but no. So in my head, I know that you can at least train a fish very quickly to respond to this sort of stimuli. Okay. Now, the trick here is training the fish to know how far it needs to go from where it starts. I don't know how they did that. That must have taken a lot of time. So it's going down this narrow tank, mm -hmm. heading toward the dude waving at the end. He waves. It knows to turn around and go back. It has to go back to exactly where it started. And if it goes back to where it started, it'll get a treat. Okay? It'll get food. Yeah. And then, in order to test memory, they started doing some other stuff. They started not giving uh, a signal to turn around. So the fish had to know, 
I have to swim this far, then turn mm. around, then swim oh, back to where I started. So, so you tell it when to turn around and then you ask it, hey, do you remember where we told you every time to turn mm-hmm. around? Do you remember how long you have to travel in this striped tank to right. turn around? Then they alter the background pattern. They remove the stripes or they change the length between stripes. And so they, it's like, hey, no cheating. No, just counting stripes, fish. Right. Can Classic you fish out, move to just count the stripes. Fish are excellent card and stripe counters. That's why you will never see a fish in a casino. Yeah, you never, they're al- not allowed. I mean, you'll and see you a fish like, you can go to the Bellagio and they're like in a tank or whatever. And But the tanks are usually out of view of the tables because of the famous movie, you may remember this film, where a bunch of MIT students learn to train the fish to look at the cards and count them and make yeah. like a little wave, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And then they also they also taught the sexier among the fish to distract the dealers. Was that movie called uh, Ocean's Eleven? It was Pinocchio's Twenty One. <laughs> now it was so they they had to test all of these all of these different things to see if the fish could remember, and this was also to sort of see how fish observe the world around them and how they create environmental memory because what we do is we um so we basically estimate distance by you may not you've probably never thought of it this way but we basically measure measure distance by measuring how the angle between our eye and surrounding objects changes as we travel Right. right we look at the angle between our eye and this and this tree and also like the size of the tree as it gets closer to us, that sort of thing. But as we do that, we, we count this angle and we know how to estimate distance between that, right? Yeah. Is that how fish do it? They wanted to know. Answer? Uh-uh. Well, I would imagine it wouldn't be because light refracts differently in water, right? So it would, it would be a different, I think it would be a different process because they're not dealing with the same kind of visual imagery that we are, right? Mm -hmm. So the way they do it is they do it by the number of contrast changes they experience within a root. They're heavily, heavily sensitive to light and dark. So they do take a look at the way the light is changing, like you're saying, reflecting, refracting and changing. And they measure these sorts of changes between a distance to figure it out. And they found out that these fish were very good. Like depend, didn't matter where these fish started in the tank. They would go the exact right distance. They would turn around. They would come back. They would wait for their food. They would all swim wow. in these like exact little segments huh. and just wait for their food. And they got it. They got it pretty right. That's pretty astounding, right? It, it's it's definitely counterintuitive. I would not have thought. I, to me, this just feels like even to set out to do this experiment just feels like, oh, my God, we're going to be standing here staring at these fish doing God knows what not paying attention to anything. The fact that they actually conform to any kind of measurable behavior seems shocking to me. You would think that by the time you trained a fish to do this, the fish would basically be dead. (laughs) Right. Right. You would would think like, well, we trained the fish and now it's time to get another fish. But here's, here's another thing I learned about goldfish while I was reading this study. Jeff, do you know how long goldfish are supposed to live? 
if <laughs> if some if, idiot kid is not fucking it. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not taking care of it as right. a six year old. Um man, I, I don't know. A year? Oh, buddy. This is this is what we're doing to goldfish. Are you ready? Yeah. Goldfish are supposed to live about ten to fifteen years. Seriously? Uh wow. but unfortunately. Most goldfish do not reach their lifespan potential due to inadequate housing conditions. <laughs> oh, humans. They'll ruin anything. It turns out a bowl and gravel, not great. Yeah, but there's like a little adorable chest with a, a, an underwater man right next to it. You know, some fake kelp. Oh, I went all out. Now, healthy goldfish are supposed to have about Minimum minimum tank volume for a healthy goldfish, 50 liters. That's a lot more than a little bowl. That's a lot more than a little counter. bowl. Yeah. And that's why it's like we're constantly changing the water, but when we're constantly changing the water, we're also shocking the fish, right? Because yeah. like, you know, you're changing the dirty water for the clean water and it's like, now you got to do it really carefully because if you don't, you're going to give the fish like environmental shock. But not only that, but we also give the fish psychological shock when we do that because yeah. it's because it's physically and emotionally stressful for the fish. And, and evidently now I know that they never forget that. They don't forget. <laughs> they don't forget. Not only that, but they have to have adequate plant cover mm. because they are prey animals. And so to avoid stress, they can't be in direct light. They should be underneath some sort they should have plants to hide under oh boy yeah yeah so basically we're killing fish with stress <laughs> and they're smart enough God. to know it oh man man because if i think of a goldfish bowl yeah i think of something that's i don't know six inches across oh you yeah know, in diameter uh and has rocks on the bottom and literally nothing else you know you can have the else. fancy ones you have the fancy you have the fancy uh, the fancy fish tanks, but usually a fa fancy fish tank has more than just goldfish in it. You yeah. don't get the fancy fish tank for your goldfish. A goldfish no. is in a tiny bowl. You know, they sell a goldfish in a Ziploc bag. Yeah. Right? They think, so if you have a big fancy tank like that, you right. normally think if you throw a goldfish into it, it's for a cooler fish to eat. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got, if you've got one of those cool tanks, then it's like, Wait until you see what eats this idiot fish I bought. <laughs> That's right. Wait until you see the cool fish that I paid like $70 for. I had a friend who was like that, who had like a very nice aquarium. And it was like some of his fish were like $70, $100 fish and things like that. I was just like, man, you know, you can get a screensaver does the same thing. Yeah, seriously. That's... That's a little much. And man, I would be so stressed about that. $70 fish. Oh, man. I'd be that so thing, worried. Yeah, that it's going to die. Oh, man, that's a, a, a dollar goldfish at the store I felt awful about dying. Dude, I was worried. Yeah, and it was funny. I remember buying a goldfish. You know, my mom was very like, okay, we can try this once. The same way my mom was about everything. She's like, look. Yeah. She's like, and she told me, she was like, look. Take care of the fish, do the best you can, but you should know that goldfish die really quickly and it takes a lot of care to keep a goldfish alive. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Give me goldfish. Right. And I remember like, but then also at the same time, we bought the fish. They put the fish in a bag. I had the bowl, you know? Yeah. And as, and as I, the goldfish is really about upsells, right? 
Because the sure. goldfish itself is a dollar. But if you're buying your first goldfish, it's like you got to get bowl, gravel, tiny tree, man with treasure chest. Yeah. You, you got to yeah. get all the and then the food and then the water purifying stuff. Like it's the ultimate upsell because it's like it's a dollar pet, but it's not. Yeah. This is like giving you, you know, this is like the movie theaters. They, they make their money on the popcorn. You right. know what I mean? Not the movies, right? It's like, yeah. oh, come see the movie. It's 15 bucks. See a movie. Oh, but it's also $15 for, for popcorn? <laughs> for the shittiest snack ever invented? Yeah. That we literally make, that we literally make it by not, not even the gallon. We literally make it by like the metric kilometer. Oh, yeah. Like, like we yeah. make it by a kilometer. Like, it's just like. Here's it's, how much here's how much popcorn we make at once. Give us fifteen dollars. Yeah, it costs three pennies to make uh, us us to make, and we'll sell it to you for fifteen bucks. Dude, I think we've talked about this before. We both worked at movie theaters. I walked home. Yep. I would walk out at night with the giant long bag of oh, popcorn because yeah. otherwise it's going to get thrown out. Yeah, no, no, sacks, enormous garbage bags full of popcorn just went in the garbage at the. That was if you priced that out as to what it was sold at retail, sold there over the counter, you were throwing away hundreds of dollars in popcorn. Thousands, probably thousands. thousands. And I would just like, I would roll into a party in high school or in college with like this giant, like five foot long sack of popcorn and be like, what up snacks here? And everybody would be like, oh shit. Popcorn Santa over here. They'd just fucking tear into it. People would tear into it like fucking raccoons at a dumpster, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I've been that raccoon. Yeah, I've been that dumpster. So, uh, yes, yeah, so the goldfish is the ultimate upsell. But I remember we would leave the we would leave the pet store. We left with this with this one goldfish that I was allowed to have, and the pet store wasn't our last stop. My mother told me she's like goldfish are notoriously hard to keep alive. And then we went to like Bed Bath and Beyond and McDonald's, and I'm staring at this bag, and I'm like, is is fish gonna die? Is fish going to die? Man. Answer? Yeah. Like three days later, fish died. That, they're supposed to live 10 to 15 years. 10 Anthony. to 15 years. What What kind of. You're supposed to have what, a fish for as long as you have a dog. What kind of horror are we inflicting upon goldfish shortening their lifespan that much? I mean, as I said, mine as a kid leapt out of the of the bowl. It, it committed suicide. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably because of all the memories it had. Probably because of the terrible memories and the quality of water and the fact that it had nowhere to hide from predators. But this but this made me think, Jeff, not just about the plight of the goldfish, because uh, much like the stereotype about a goldfish, I can only keep something in my head for so long. And I got sure. tired of thinking about that. And so I wanted to think about something else. And I wanted to think about, Jeff, what animals do you think have best memories well, the elephant, of course, is the one that comes to mind, right? Because the elephant never forgets. We know that. That is Disney. now. That is something that we literally got correct. That is something that we did get correct. They don't have necessarily the best out of all of out of all animals, but they have a really highly rated memory. They are able to um, they're able to recognize threats, obviously, and remember threats. They're also um, they also determined like. That there is a matriarch, you know, we've heard this before, there is a matriarch for every herd of elephants, and the knowledge of that matriarch is passed down, and it's that matriarch's memory 
that will determine how well prepared the other animals in the herd are for the environment around them. But also, they they accumulate memories all over their lifetime through a, a combination of sight, sound, and smell. Uh, they can distinguish other elephants. They can distinguish people by voice, and they can remember them. They can also they also understand our tone, and they wow. think that they understand a certain number of words and phrases potentially. They have very very wow. good memories, extremely good memories. Number one is probably the dolphin. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I'd buy that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a fifty year old female dolphin responded to a signature whistle from a dolphin she hadn't seen in 43 years. Every dolphin Whoa. has a signature whistle that they give that's kind of like, hi, it's me, whatever dolphin. I want a signature whistle. Go ahead. I come wish up I with had a signature, signature whistle. Come up with a signature That'd be whistle. so rad. Go ahead. It's like. <laughs> okay. From now on, whenever I hear. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, shit. Hey, Jeff's it's, here. Jeff's here. That's the signature whistle. That's the yours signature now. signature whistle. That's yours now. It's that easy. That's awesome. You know, that's, that's not that the sort easy. of thing. That's not the sort of thing you have to wish for. That's just the sort of thing you can do, my guy. Yeah. Now, but here's here's the thing. Now you have to commit to that. And when you walk into a room, you got to remember to do your signature whistle. Yeah, I, I need to get that. I need to get that as like my phone ringtone. Everybody's got to know that's Jeff. Everybody. Oh, Jeff's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. Dolphins, uh, using captive dolphins from six sites across the U.S. and Bermuda who had previously lived together, uh, researchers could play recordings of all of the different dolphins that they had encountered before. And the dolphins' ears would perk up and be like, I went to summer camp with that kid. Wow. That's they rad. Have, yeah, they have very, very good memories. Another one that, like, I didn't think of, but it's very good, highly rated across all all of these studies and, and scientific sites that I looked at, the squirrel. Squirrel, right, because they got to hide, they hide the nuts and they mm-hmm. got to remember where they hide the nuts. They hide the nuts. Yeah. Uh, they uncover, so even when other squirrels have stores nearby, squirrels can uncover significantly more nuts from their own burials than those of others. And that's over, they tested it over a period of two, four, and 12 days. Now, they use a mix of memory and smell. So if they're very hungry, they go straight to caches they remember because squirrels don't remember everywhere that they buried nuts. Squirrels actually bury nuts in like a bazillion places and remember like half. That's funny. Because they're just like, what else do I do all day? Like, this is what I'm going to do. Just going to throw stuff against the wall. You know, I'm bound to find a few nuts if I just keep burying more. Exactly. Exactly. So if they don't remember, if they're very hungry, they'll use memory and go straight to one that they remember. If they're like, if they're just looking for like a snack, but they're not super hungry, they're going to kind of like look around. They're going to sniff. They're going to be like, hey, maybe I didn't bury this one, but I'm smelling one over here. Maybe I can just take one. I'll leave like an IOU or whatever. Um, Take a penny, leave a penny. Yeah. And then squirrels also will notice if caches nearby are being raided, like if other animals, other squirrels or other animals are like eating other squirrels' caches, they'll be like, oh, I noticed that and it's time to move my shit to a new place. Hmm. And they will remember that. Um, so they're sort of like, so the way they explain it is like, if, if, if I give you a list of 10 items to memorize, right? Yeah. Um, and then you categorize them Right. Like if you if you were like, oh, so the list of things that he gave me to remember was three fruits, 
five different kinds of cars and like two movie titles. By by like categorizing them, you're more likely to remember them. Squirrels right, right. will remember different kinds of nuts and they'll they'll categorize it and they'll be like, I put a bunch of almonds over here. I put a bunch of acorns over here. Cashew nut, hazelnut. Exactly. Nut. Exactly. <laughs> um, so they have like, they have ba- like all of these animals have like basic cognition, which is pretty dope. Now, let me ask you this question. Sure. Is it possible mm-hmm. that we attribute stuff to memory that might be explained in a different way? I'll explain why I'm asking that question. Cause I feel like you go, you look at, at birds that mm. migrate during the winter and you go, man, they got to remember the path. They got to do that. But we're kind of, we, we found that actually, no, they're, they're determining that in real time with sort of some sort of magnetic. Yeah. They got you know, magnet uh, brain. Magnet brain. You know, is it possible that we're looking at these goldfish or these squirrels and we're going, man, they really remember stuff when, yeah. They're using scent or they're using some other capacity that they have Mm -hmm. to make it seem like they have great memories. Now, it is possible, you know, like like we're saying, there's squirrels can use their other senses to find caches of nuts. But for me. For me, the thing of like dolphins being tested with specific whistles yeah yeah. that to me says memory you know what i mean like i can't imagine why they would perk up for any other thing now for a lot of like for a lot of elephant stuff it could just be like you're saying um specific stimuli is is sort of recorded as safe or unsafe and there's not too much memory to that. But then once again, we have this thing where they can recognize specific voices in the calls of other specific elephants. Yeah. It's the social part of it that all of these that all of these animals can do that I think leads us to believe that there's more memory there than we thought, because the social stuff is emotionally important, but not important for survival. And it, and there's a lot of categorization, right? Like if you have to memorize, if not even have to memorize, you just remember the whistles of 20 different friends. Yeah. You know, like uh, what purpose would that serve other than like, hey, what's up? It's Dave. <laughs> right. Oh shit, Dave's here. Yeah. What up, Dave? So that's I don't probably know. the equivalent of memorizing, you know, everybody's name or, you know, humans. I, I know 20 of my friends' names and phone numbers or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, exactly. I don't know any phone numbers. I mean, I don't. Yeah, exactly. But I used to, at, some, at one point, before smartphones, I did. Yeah. Do you know what's funny is like, do you remember when everybody, when everybody was like, shit, I got to remember, I got to remember somebody's like gamer tag or friend code or whatever. And we were just like, fuck yeah. a friend code. And then like, <laughs> you look at the friend code and it's like, it was like 20 digits, 15, 20 digits or something like that. And then you think about a long distance phone number and it was like 10. Yeah. And you're like, but I I remember, but I remember the phone number or I used to, but now it's like, oh, I got to remember a friend code. Fuck that. Who can remember (laughs) digits? Well, do you, do you have your like driver's license number memorized credit card? 
No? No. I think mm. I think to the extent that my credit card stuff is memorized is I have like the the CVV number on the backs memorized because yeah, otherwise right, I have digits. to get, yeah, yeah, otherwise I have to get up off the couch when I'm <laughs> right. trying to buy shit I don't need. <laughs> yeah. And so my brain's like, uh-uh-uh, that's enough time to think about whether I need this shit or not. <laughs> Can't you know? have that. I it's, it's the the digits are four five six. Go ahead, you can buy <laughs> yeah. this dumb thing. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I've never memorized a uh, credit card number, but I do. I do know my. I, well, I used to know my California driver's license number, but now I have a Colorado driver's license that's new that I don't know. But I think eventually I'll know that. Um, yeah, I try to. I try to. I try to remember that stuff. Uh, it's useful to have it in my brain. But, you know, less and less, right? Because you know, I can put that on my phone. I have it searchable on my phone now. I can just put it in a notepad thing. I can just search for driver's license number or whatever. You know, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I don't remember a goddamn thing. I don't remember a goddamn thing. You- and let me tell you this. Even, like, once once we came up with, like, with, like, secure password managers. Yeah. I used to at least remember, like, my passwords to important things. I don't remember mm-hmm. that. Right. I don't remember well, just the password to the password manager. That's yeah, all you got to remember. That's all that's all you got to remember. But then but then if you're signing up for something and it's like on your phone or whatever and the password manager is a pain in the ass or you can't get there, then you use the password for the password manager to sign up for the new thing and then all of a sudden yeah. your password is not secure anymore because <laughs> exactly. yeah, because your screwed. password manager password is now your password for the like the least important and secure things in your life. Yeah. This is a who watches the watchman situation. It truly <laughs> is. Jeff, what do you think are the are the animals with that are just that have the worst memories? Man, I would have said goldfish until today. Um like uh we're not talking insects, right? Like like a flea. No. No. Uh, no we're no. talking animals. Let's talk um, about animals. Animals with terrible memories. I would say. Hmm. How about something like a like, I mean, I would, I would probably say like a cow. I mean, taking your example of, of my anthropomorphizing mm-hmm. of a cow and, and saying you're an idiot cow. No, cows are pretty smart. Are they? They've yeah. got memories? Yeah. Cows are, cows are about as smart as, uh, as like a dog. Sometimes yeah. they have, sometimes they have a, or could be smarter than a dog. Uh, I'll give you this though. I'll give you one of them. Hamster. Oh yeah. That, that tracks. Hamsters are supposed to have a uh, a short term or working memory of no more than three seconds. That's amazing. You ever owned a hamster? Imagine? Have you ever watched a hamster just like be in the middle of something and then just be like derp? Like the hamster's <laughs> like hamster's like in the middle of it's like I gotta walk over here and grab this food that I want, and the hamster goes like, and then it just like kind of stops and looks and is like, well, now I'm peeing, and now I'm gonna go walk over there, and it's just like hamster, what are you doing? <laughs> That's like Hamster. that old, uh, that old, uh, wasn't it Kevin Nealon on Saturday Night Live, Mr. Short-Term Memory? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit like that. I can, I can, I could occur to this. I, I can, I can, I can attest to this because I had a hamster when I was a kid and I loved that hamster so much. And there was just no, there was just no teaching that hamster that I loved it. That hamster, every time I approached, I was something new and terrifying to that hamster. <laughs> Even though I was I was always yeah. the one handing the hamster food. I was always the one handing the hamster a little treat. 
You know, I was always, I was making sure that that I was always, hamster just could not wrap its head around the fact that I was the, I was the same guy who brought the thing before. Just couldn't do it. It's kind of amazing that someone, that some creature can evolve and survive through all the trials that, that nature provides to, to still just not have more than three seconds of memory. It's, it's actually an achievement. It seems to me, you know, to have 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 actually survived whatever the evolutionary trials that it it went through to to be a creature <laughs> to have a species you know <laughs> and not remember shit just not just not know anything <laughs> just just be like imagine just looking around and and you're you've been in one room your entire life with the same three people and just every yeah. day you're just like hey fuck you it's like oh oh sorry okay cool so we're good we're good all right yeah fuck you what <laughs> Yeah. Like it just happened. Um, Another one is the ostrich. Oh, the, uh, yeah, the ostrich notoriously stupid with the head in the sand thing. Yeah. Ostrich and emu, uh, very similar. It's like, have you ever watched, there's a, there's a woman on TikTok who works on like an emu farm and there's one emu that just like attacks her every day. Uh, it's the best. What's his name? She like calls him by his name all the time. Right? I forget. It's something like What's Frank. It's something really, really simple. Yeah, it's but it's real, like, yeah. But it's just every day. Don't she's do it. Like, don't do she's it. She's like, yeah, don't she, you do it? She's funny. Don't you yeah. do it, Frank? And he just like comes up and she has to like put her arm out and stop him. She's like, every day. And I feed yeah. him and I love him and I care about him. She put on a wig once <laughs> and Frank just walked away. <laughs> It was just awesome. like, well, I was about to attack somebody, but then somebody else walked up. <laughs> what? <laughs> Frank, That's please. Amazing. They they apparently have a short-term working memory of uh, of about 10 seconds, uh, which means sometimes they are chasing something without even knowing why. That's amazing. So they'll get angry and they'll start chasing something, whether it angered them or or it was they, they saw it as a danger or a threat. But then like 10 seconds later, they're, they just know that they're angry and they're chasing the thing. Yeah. I it's get like that memento. way sometimes. It's like that scene in Memento where he like wakes up in the middle of this chase sequence. Like, ah, ah, what? Where? Yeah. yeah. That's, no, that's like me every ding, dang day. <laughs> I'll just like, sometimes I'll just be chasing, like, Anthony? I'm so mad. I don't know. I'll be in the middle of something. I'll be like, why was this important? Yeah. Why am I doing this? What's going on? Um, I talk about living in the moment though, you know? You're living in the now if you're a hamster or an yeah. ostrich. That's yeah. honestly, they say that that's like, they say that like no object permanence is how you start life and how you should end life if you're enlightened, you know, mm. that's yeah. what they say. They being, uh, I follow, they being ostriches. <laughs> and also I follow this really good Garfield account on Instagram that's called yeah. Darfield's Garma, which is, mm. which is just Buddhist tenets explained by Garfield. It's a very good Instagram account, but they say that by the end of it, you're supposed to have no object permanence. I don't know if I buy that, but do you, uh, if you read it enough, do you release your hate of Mondays? No, unfortunately, I don't know that we'll ever, that's the one thing that we cannot get rid of, Uh, but it's important to let the hatred of Monday wash over you. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Except that you feel the hatred of Mondays, but then let it go. Yes. You know what I mean? Don't dwell on the hatred of Mondays. Any other thought. Exactly. Can I tell you another fish story real quick? A goldfish story? Yeah, please do. It just takes on an entirely new dark angle. What with the 
revelations we've hear, heard here today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's my, uh, my kid who's mm-hmm. five or six now, but was five when this happened. Um, uh, you know, last year went to a birthday party and, uh, frequently when you go to these kid birthday parties, now you'll get like parting gifts. You'll get like a, like a take home goodie bag or, sure. or you know, tchotchkes. Or That's always been the way with a birthday party. Yeah. You can go to a birthday party, get a goodie bag. You get a goodie bag. Well, my kid went to a birthday party and they attempted to give all of the children goldfish. No. As nope. parting gifts. Absolutely they not. 30 sacks nope. of goldfish. No, thank you. And I was like, what kind of monster thinks that's a good idea? You are not allowed to give a responsibility. That's not a gift. Right. No. And all the kids thought it was the greatest thing. So I, now I'm the bad parent. Now I'm the a-hole. Sure. Who has to turn to my five-year-old and go, there's no universe where we're leaving here with that sack of goldfish. Well, because it's just, and also it's just in the sack, right? So yeah. it's yes. it's not in a bowl. Right. It doesn't have yeah. food. Exactly what you were talking about earlier. Like the next stop is dropping a hundred bucks on all the other shit we yeah. need. Oh, so we're all leaving the birthday party and going to PetSmart? Yeah, no, not happening. How many people took? Happening. How many people took the goldfish? More than a few. Sure. And I think a lot of them just felt guilty, like they had to. Of you know, course. like oh, this is okay. This is what we're. I said there is no universe where we leave here with that goldfish bag. It's asking a lot no of universe. It's asking a lot of conceptual, uh, conceptual cognition <laughs> from your kid to tell them there is no yeah. universe in which that. Said across the entire multiverse, son. Right. There is not a version of me. That allows this to happen. Regular and madness type. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's no, that's, so listen, I have, I have a very dear friend who sent me a very lovely, like I said, I've been getting these care packages because I fought a truck um, yeah. and everybody wants, it everybody's like, still. congratulations on fighting the truck. Congratulations on yeah. your, on fighting a truck to a standstill. Uh, you're the strongest among us all, uh, uh-huh. you know, and so people have been sending me little, uh, they call them care packages, but I know that they are congratulations gifts. Sure. Uh, congratulations. You're the champion. And, um, <laughs> one of them, my dear, dear friend who I love very much sent me a whole ass Monstera plant. Oh, big one, big one, I like mean, four, like four feet. That's kind of oh, lovely. Wow. But like. And it's lovely and I and I thanked her and I'm very appreciative. But at the same time, I live in a loft apartment and yeah. all of my plants are fake. Right. I have one right. living plant. And the reason I, I mean, have the reason I had the living plant that I had before the before this one, Jeff, do you know why yeah. have I told you this story? No. I opened up my apartment door one day and there was the just plant walked in? there was just a potted plant sitting on like sitting <gasps> right outside my door. And that's I was amazing. Like, I was like, that's not my, why do I, what is this plant? It's a lovely pot. And it's this, it, it's another like Monstera plant. And I was just like, the it fuck had is, no note. No, it's just like the fuck is this my plant now? This is a, it followed me home. Can we keep it type of a situation? Sort of. A, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to, so I moved it kind of out from my door to just sort of like next to my door in the hallway. Every time you took it outside, it, it came back in. You turned around and there it was again at the door. Well, I was like, okay, well, I'll just put it like kind of out in the hallway. And then if somebody meant to leave a plant for somebody and they couldn't see it, now they'll see it because it's not in my, on my doorstep. Oh my God. 
And I came back and over the next two days, it was just still there. And I was like, fuck, this is my plant. And nobody sent me a plant. Like, why would anybody send me a plant? This was, this was months ago. And I was like, fuck, I got to bring this plant inside. Now I got to take care of this plant. That's amazing. I just thought of the most amazing prank. Just keep leaving leave somebody a kid. plants. <laughs> a kid. Just leave somebody a kid. Be like, haha, now you have a kid. Just That's leave potted plants outside way. someone's door every day and just see what happens. That'd be amazing. I'd go insane. <laughs> so I have this one plant and it was dying and I was like, I don't want to let it die. That sucks. But at the same time, it's like, I can't believe I have to take care of this plant. Yeah. So I had to buy like, I had to buy like plant food and like I'm taking care of this plant. <laughs> and then my friend sends me this four foot plant. Now I'm like, where do I even put this plant? Now you're a plant guy. Now I'm a plant guy. And listen, man, I'm barely keeping myself alive. Over the sure. last over the last couple of weeks, all I've eaten is high chews and fucking uh, matcha Kit Kats. Yeah, from my congratulations on fighting a truck presence. <laughs> I haven't even been eating real food. I got to make sure yeah. the plants fed. Sure, that's rude. You got bigger problems. Yeah, you got bigger problems than feeding yourself. I got bigger problems now, and I don't want yeah. bigger problems. I've designed my entire life around having smaller and smaller problems. <laughs> It's true. It's true. How are you going to do that? How are you going to invite people to a party and say, take this living thing home. It is now yours. I, I honestly have no idea how you can think that's a good idea. Did anybody ask? I would be, this is the thing. If I was a parent, I would be the parent that was like, yo, (laughs) goldfish, huh? That's, yeah, that's a big swing. Like I would literally look at those parents and be like, that's a big swing. You thought we were yeah. all going to take goldfish home? What are you going to do with the goldfish we don't take home? Because we're yeah, not all exactly. taking these goldfish home. There's 15 goldfish that are unclaimed. What do you do with that? Are you just like a big fish person? Do you have like, do you have like an aquarium inside that you're just going to dump these goldfish into? Because you know, you had to have known we weren't all taking these goldfish. Yes. Did anybody I th- I ask? I thought it was a very audacious, aud- an audacious assumption that I would want your your gift goldfish. It's not a gift. It's a responsibility. You have to, you can't allow them to frame it the way they tried to frame it. You have to say, you cannot give me this living thing that I must take care of now for the rest of its natural life. And now, now, because of this podcast, now I know that goldfish is going to remember sitting in a bag alongside 30 of its friends on a table with a thin sheet of plastic between them. So it's never going to forget no. the day it's gonna that remember I walked that you, away it's, without it's, claiming it. It's going to remember that you slighted it. It's going to remember you saying there is no universe in which right. I will give love and affection to this fish. There is no universe in which I will care for this living thing. And it remembers. Here, here's me thinking there's no way this goldfish is going to remember this moment. And now I'm the asshole because 10, 15 years from now, that goldfish still remembers. Not cool. You're kind of cool. They made you the bad guy. Made me the bad guy. I didn't want to be the bad guy. You're that. You're I, the I villain. I just came to this birthday party. All I wanted was some cake. You're the villain in that goldfish's life story now. It's true. It's true. If this was a if this was a Peter Molyneux game, <laughs> that goldfish would remember you forever. I really thought you were going to go Quentin Tarantino movie, but you went Peter Molyneux game. Yeah, I'm in the mood. I thought for you were going cut. like a Kill Bill. No, nah, I'm in the mood <laughs> for no. deep, deep cuts today. I like it. I'm proving my memory. 
just in case people just in case people are sitting there screaming, what was the what was the third? What was the third with the worst memory? Uh, the answer mm. is Snake. Really? Snake got bad memory. Huh. They don't that's, uh that's they, good. they don't recall details. Their their brains aren't built to make emotional they don't connections. They how do we know that they don't recall details? I do, we they're just saying they may be unable to recall details, but it is but more no, likely. You just say that thing. Uh, well, we've determined. Well, that, that, well that's how we got this goldfish shit. <laughs> it's happening every again. Every time you sit down with a snake and ask them to uh, help you do one of those uh, one of those police sketches, right? You know, and they're terrible at it. They don't recall details at you, all. If you ask us, if you ask a snake. Which wallpaper it liked better for the kitchen? The snake's going to be like, we looked at wallpaper for the kitchen? Yes, remember? Yeah. And there was one that had like the the chevrons and there was another one that had like, you don't remember? <laughs> Sorry. I, I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. It's I just was... the remodel. There's just so much to deal with with the remodel. The snake will say. That I, you want to see me? You want to see me unhinge my jaw, though? I can do that. <laughs> so it says they may be unable to recall details, but it is more likely that their brains aren't built to make emotional connections to the events they encounter. Yeah, that's so, why they're a fucking snake. Right. So we were talking about like a, how... The cold-blooded motherfucker. Right. So we were talking about how a lot of the things that we... A lot of the reasons why we're like, oh, these animals do have memories because there's some social aspect to the memory where it's like you don't have to remember, but you right. do. Um, snakes, because they're not making the emotional connections, may not have the same type of memory as these other animals. I'm not going to go as far as these articles and be like, snake don't have memory. Because <laughs> this to me is like, this sounds like we just haven't tested snake memory enough. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? But I'm willing to admit that snakes have no emotional connections to anything. My my stepbrother owned a snake, owned an albino boa constrictor named Damien. It's the mm. kind of dude my stepbrother is. <laughs> and uh, he was wearing a Slayer T-shirt with no arms. Sometimes, no sometimes, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, lived above a bar in in a metal mm. bar in New Orleans called the Whirling Dervish, and. And Damien would sometimes get out and sneak down to the whirling dervish. And they actually loved it. They loved that this albino boa constrictor would come down and he'd be like, no, 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 it's not cool. If it happens, you have to call me. My snake will hurt you very badly. My snake will hurt me very badly. And I'm wow. just like, man, why do you still have that snake, bro? And he's just like, I don't know, man. I just, I have a snake. I bought a snake and now it's mine until, until there's no snake anymore. I guess. But that doesn't sound like a creature that doesn't have a memory. If it keeps sneaking down to the to the to the bar underneath, it feels like it remembered how to get there, you know, and maybe the the good times it had on a Thursday night, you know. Yeah, like the snake knows like that it, 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 the snake knows it doesn't want to be in the aquarium, and it knows how it remembers how to get out of the aquarium, which to me says there's an emotional. Like it remembers that there. It sounds like it remembers that there's dollar well drinks on Thursdays. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like uh, <laughs> the snake's like, oh shit, are they playing Bauhaus? <laughs> it's goth night again. Here we go. But that tells me that the snake does have an emotional connection to getting the fuck out of that cage. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it There's the limited studies that we do on animals. I don't know. 
I don't know. I have a feeling we're going to find out the more we the more we do this stuff, the more we're going to find out that most animals have pretty good memories. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we are they're just, just not they're not evolved to to do things in a way that we recognize as human beings as as conforming to our interpretation of that behavior. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Snake like goldfish can't wave at you. Only that sexy goldfish from Pinocchio can. <laughs> that one can blow kisses. Yeah. But that's the only one. That's it's like I, the thing with cows where it was like cows are stupid. It's like cows aren't stupid. Cows just don't care to interact with you. Right. What made you think a cow wanted to interact with you? What does it What does a cow want from you? <laughs> we can't agree that ostriches are real stupid. Though, no, right? ostrich feels stupid. Birds, birds are birds. Here's the thing. Birds never grow out of their prankster phase because they're because they're childish. Yeah. They're childish. We should, I mean, obviously one of the animals that we could mention for having uh, long-term working memories that we've talked about before are corvids. Yeah, the crow. Yeah. The crow. Anybody, yeah. Any actor who's played the crow has an exceptionally <laughs> long memory. Yeah. <laughs> Short lifespan, unfortunately. Oh, God. Long memory. <laughs> hey I think that's where we're going to call it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, if you've heard a story like this recently, or you have any opinions on animal intelligence, a great place to share them would be our Discord. That's right, our Discord. Uh, it's a fantastic place. And it, we uh, we maintain the Discord as an exclusive place for exclusive people where we talk about exclusive things. And how do we do that? Well, a single US dollar every month will get you entrance in. It's, it's real simple. It's real amazing. And it maintains... A, uh, a level of clientele that we like, hmm. we like to, uh, to maintain. And keeps all the you gotta do is go to out. our page. Get the, you know, keeps the riff you know, raff out. Mon- a dollar. Money keeps the riff raff out is what I've learned here, living here in capitalism. A single dollar will get you entrance into that discord. If you want to, uh, and the way you do that is by going to our Patreon, patreon.com slash we have concerns. If you have more than a dollar that you'd like to offer us uh, every month because you enjoy the content we create, you want to make sure this, Show continues. Oh, it's really fucking the only Rockefellers way. out there. What do you got? $3, $5, $10? Yeah, you can do it. We'll take it. And you'll get more stuff. You'll get cooler things, exclusive bonus content, all kinds of neat stuff. Go to patreon.com slash we have concerns. Find out how we're working toward that goal of 100% of the audience giving us at least a dollar a month. I think it's attainable, Dan. It's an attainable goal. If you've ever listened to it or if you've ever played the show for a friend, make sure to call that friend and be like, hey, you owe these guys a dollar single dollar did you enjoy that clip i played for you no uh, well give him a dollar you you have to <laughs> patreon.com slash we have concerns <laughs>